1: behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. I'm
2: Erica Cruz-Guevara, and welcome to The Bay, local news to keep you rooted. People have got some real big feelings about crime and safety in San Francisco lately. And the city's moderate leaders say they want to take a tougher stand on all of it. Which is one reason why Mayor London Breed appointed a spokesperson for the San Francisco Police Department to fill a vacant seat on the Board of Supervisors.
3: I think when you consider things like homelessness and street conditions and theft and retail, like auto burglaries, a lot of this stuff, if we can make progress, on drug use, getting more people into recovery, I think we'll see progress on a lot of things. I'm optimistic about what we can do.
2: Today, we're gonna meet Matt Dorsey, talk about what his appointment says about where the city is headed.
4: Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.
2: Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz-Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. Take me to the swearing-in ceremony for this position. Where Just where was it at, actually?
0: Yeah, well, I love going to these events.
2: Scott Schaefer is KQED's Senior Editor of Politics and Government, He also co-hosts the Political Breakdown podcast.
0: And so this event was held at Delancey Street Foundation on the Embarcadero. Many people, Kamala Harris, Nancy Pelosi, uh, have held election night parties at Delancey Street. But what's particularly relevant here is that uh, Delancey Street is known as a drug rehab program for formerly incarcerated uh, men and women.
4: Many of the residents said that they wanted a supervisor who would be there for them, who would be responsive.
0: So on Monday, um, it was an outdoors event and you had just the whole range of people were there, a number of city supervisors, the city attorney, David Chu, the former city attorney, Dennis Herrera, the police chief uh, who Matt Dorsey worked for and the DA, Chase Boudin, uh, along with many other people. And that's where the mayor named Matt Dorsey, who at the time was the spokesman for the SFPD, and himself a recovering uh, drug and alcohol addict, uh, as he very openly describes. uh, And so that's why they chose that location.
4: And I am so excited, honored to swear in the next supervisor of District 6, Matt Dorsey.
2: Yeah, I want to talk about Matt Dorsey a little bit more. Tell me a little bit about his background.
3: I am honored and humbled by the trust Mayor London Breed has placed in me to serve my city and my District 6 neighbors.
0: Sure. Well, Matt Dorsey is uh, kind of a fixture in San Francisco city government and politics. He's 57 years old, uh, openly gay, HIV positive. Um, And he's well known to City Hall insiders and politicos. Not so much to the general public, he's never run for office before, Uh, but he has worked for many years for various city departments, most notably I think 14 years in the city attorney's office. He worked for Dennis Herrera.
3: That has produced the likes of Kamala Harris and Attorney General Rob Bonta, state senator um, Scott Weiner, and, you know, a half a dozen state and federal judges and outstanding city attorneys in uh, Emeryville and Palo Alto. So there's a great lineage out of the city attorney's office that I'm proud to be a part of. Um, and I hope I live up to their example.
0: There were many prominent cases that came through that office, probably most notably the marriage equality cases that emanated uh, from the uh, 2004 weddings that Gavin Newsom allowed to be performed that were later, of course, uh, sued over in court. And one thing about the city attorney's office is it gives you the, a front
3: row seat view of every city department at their worst. You know, the city attorney defends every department in litigation. So every problem that is playing out
0: in some kind of a lawsuit um, crosses my desk. And then for the past uh, couple years, he's worked uh, for the San Francisco Police Department in charge of their strategic communications. And so he's well known. He was also a partner in a private uh, communications firm that ran campaigns and issues. Um, And so he's well known to those who sort of travel in those circles, political circles in San Francisco. He's also well known in the gay community. Uh, And he was on the Democratic Central Committee, which uh, oversees party endorsements and that kind of thing. So very much a city hall political insider.
2: Can you remind us what parts of the city he'll be responsible for?
0: It's a little tricky because he's replacing Matt Haney, who was the District 6 supervisor. And Haney represented the Tenderloin in addition to other parts of that district. But with redistricting in San Francisco, the Tenderloin was taken out of District 6. So uh, Matt Dorsey will not be representing the Tenderloin the way the person he's replacing did, but he does represent a lot of the same areas. And I think if you're going from sort of, uh, I don't know, east to west, it would be like Treasure Island, uh, down across the bridge to South Beach, Mission Bay, south of Market, and then the Mid-Market area, which is, you know, part of, you know, around Civic Center. And, you know, that's a a district that includes a lot of housing, a lot of new housing. There's a lot of uh, Mm -hmm. tech workers living in that neighborhood. They're younger. Um, There's a lot of nightlife, a lot of bars. And I would say probably a lot of professional renters and homeowners. Um, And so when you take the tenderloin out of that District 6, it does, I think, become, you know, a bit more perhaps conservative.
2: I mean, Scott, why Matt Dorsey? Why do you think London Breed picked him?
0: Whenever a mayor, a governor or president picks somebody to serve uh, in their administration or in city, state government, they want someone who's an ally. Someone they can count on. And that doesn't always work out. Sometimes you appoint somebody and they kind of turn around and poke you in the eye (laughs) because they're independent at that point. Uh, But in this case, Mayor London Breed does not have a majority of votes on the board of supervisors. Uh, She's a little more to the center than many members, the majority of members on the board. Um, And so by having this opportunity to replace Matt Haney, she was looking for somebody who would be, you know, more aligned with her on some of the issues that she's prioritizing, like public safety, um, cleaning up the streets, that kind of thing. Matt Dorsey is somebody who was well known to her and to the police department, of course. He wanted the job, he lobbied for it.
4: Uh, It was really clear that Matt Dorsey was the best person. He was speaking the same language as the other residents.
0: And I think she liked his personal story, his background.
4: What's most important for me, too, is as a person who's experienced uh, substance use and challenges in that role, You have no better advocate to talk about the need to be more aggressive with change around uh, helping people into recovery.
0: I think she probably feels that Dorsey kind of meets the moment, you know, this concern Mm -hmm. that people have right now about crime and quality of life issues.
4: Uh, And I think that speaking from experience will make, you know, what he says about the situation a lot more impactful rather than others who don't know what that really feels like.
0: And so I think she saw Matt Dorsey as somebody who would uh, speak to those concerns that voters have right now.
2: What do we know right now about the kind of approach Dorsey will take as District 6 supervisor?
0: Matt Dorsey's struggle, and it's an ongoing struggle with drugs and alcohol, is very much the centerpiece of his pitch to voters. And when he talks about what he wants to do as a supervisor, it's the first thing he mentions.
3: Like I said, I've been open about being in recovery before, but I never sought to be this open about it. Um, but at this moment, with the, with the public health crisis that we have, um, I hope I can make a difference.
0: He sees a connection between addiction, and many of the problems that are facing the city. Homelessness, auto break-ins, property crimes, overdose deaths. A lot of this stuff, if we can
3: make progress on drug use, getting more people into recovery, I think we'll see progress on a lot of things. I'm optimistic about what we can do.
0: And and I think he, he sees himself as having a, you know, sort of street cred on this issue. And so I think this is really going to be a priority for him. And tangential to that, I think, is uh, cracking down on drug dealing um, and maybe having more of a police presence in places like the Tenderloin, even though that's not the district he'll be representing.
2: And obviously a huge part of his background, too, is his connection with the San Francisco Police Department. I'm curious how he talks about the role of the police department in the city and how Um, He might be thinking about that as as a supervisor.
0: Well, understandably, as someone who has helped shape their communications for the past couple of years, he says that the police department gets a bad rap. It is a better police department than
3: people think it is. I think they get a lot of grief. um, But I think if you look at this from a national perspective, um, SFPD is very well
0: respected that while uh, they have had problems in the past, that the new chief, uh, Bill Scott, has done a lot to improve the department, um, and also that they didn't get enough credit for being first responders during the COVID uh, pandemic. Uh, So he's very much a defender of the SFPD.
2: I feel like this is an interesting moment for this appointment because... The issue of public safety is at the forefront of so many people's minds in San Francisco. So I'm curious about the response to his appointment so far. How are the folks you spoke with feeling about it?
0: You know, it's mixed. Um, the people at the ceremony, uh, as you might expect, were supportive, people like Rafael Mandelman, uh, who is uh, also a city supervisor representing the Castro. I spoke to State Senator Scott Weiner. He called it a rock-solid choice. Where the the support sort of slips off is for people who are more concerned about things like civil liberties.
5: You know, I, I think when we have a, a public official involved in, in conduct like that, you know, it really casts a shadow over you know, what we want to see from our public officials, right?
0: John Hamasaki, for example, former police commissioner, a frequent critic of the SFPD, you know, said that Dorsey uh, did not always act honestly in terms of putting out information for the SFPD, uh, making the department maybe look better than it deserved to look.
5: We've seen really uh, a dark side to this. Uh, was the trial of the officer, Officer Stangle, who was on trial for um, a violent beating of a a young black man. And in that case, right as the jury was being seated, uh, uh, Mr. Dorsey uh, coordinated a a PR campaign to uh, try and discredit the district attorney's office who was prosecuting the officer and pushed out a lot of damaging information uh, that turned out to be uh, misleading and some of it just untrue.
0: This is something that was echoed by Dean Preston, who is also a member of the Board of Supervisors. In fact, um, about 10 days ago, uh, Supervisor Preston held an oversight committee looking at this very question of how the police department was using public money. Uh, to present itself. So I think that you're going to see more attention to that potentially in the weeks and months ahead. Uh, so it's it's mixed.
2: So, Scott, this is a temporary appointment. Uh, Matt Dorsey's seat is going to be up for reelection in November. So, I mean, who would progressive San Franciscans in his district who are skeptical of Matt Dorsey prefer
0: One of the people who will be running against uh, Matt Dorsey in November is Honey Mahogany. I have 20 plus years experience working in homelessness and getting people off the streets
5: specifically and mental health.
0: She was chief of staff to Matt Haney when uh, he was on the board of supervisors. She's uh, black, transgender, uh, and has been involved in local politics for quite a while now. I also am really serious about um, the
5: things that matter to the residents of District 6, someone who's lived here for a long time. So I think that they're going to definitely see that. And, you know, I think they'll make the right decision in November.
0: And she was, although I would have to say she was actually charitable. She didn't like uh, dig into Matt Dorsey and say it was a horrible appointment. She just thinks she'd be a better choice.
2: We've been talking just about this one supervisor seat in this one district in San Francisco. I mean, why do you think this is? important news in San Francisco and and maybe even the Bay Area like how would you articulate that
0: I think this is going to be an important data point Uh, we've seen now in the past year or so uh, a number of things happen in city politics including the February recall of three school board members you have this DA recall that is on the ballot in June and I think the assembly election where the more moderate Two liberal Democrats, to be sure, but the more moderate candidate, Matt Haney, won overwhelmingly. And so I think this election in November, where you have a more moderate, perhaps, candidate in Matt Dorsey running against somebody like Honey Mahogany, with experience dealing with a lot of the issues confronting District 6, but nonetheless, I think she will be will be seen as more liberal than than Matt Dorsey. And so it's going to be interesting if that becomes yet another data point that perhaps just perhaps San Francisco voters are turning away ever so slightly, and maybe even more significantly from a hard left, liberal, progressive um, agenda.
2: And also, it seems like just regionally and also nationally, there's just been such a microscope on San Francisco and what happens here.
0: Absolutely. I mean, uh, Fox News... And some of the conservative news outlets, they love to focus on San Francisco. I mean, the DA race has been big. uh, The recall has been big news on Fox and other uh, outlets, crime in the city, those Mm -hmm. viral videos, smash and grabs. So I think that this all plays into a narrative that conservative media is, is stoking, which is that even in liberal San Francisco, the Democrats have gone too far. And uh, I don't know that uh, the Matt Dorsey election necessarily will rise to that kind of national coverage the way the DA recall will. Um, But like I said, it will be another data point in that conversation.
2: Thank you so much, Scott.
0: It's always good to talk to the Bay. Thank you so much.
2: That was Scott Schaefer, politics and government editor for KQED and co-host of the Political Breakdown podcast. You can find that show wherever you found the Bay. This 27-minute conversation with Scott was cut by our editor, Alan Montecilio. Producer Maria Esquinka scored this episode and added all the tape. Jessica Platchek is our senior editor of podcasts. Kiana Mogadam is our senior producer. Jen Chien is our director. And Gerald Furman is our podcast engagement intern. The Bay is a production of your local public media station, KQED. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara. Peace.